cliffcentral.com Future CEOs on cliffcentral.com Welcome back to Future CEOs. My name is Gareth Armstrong. It's good to be with you today. Uh, We're live here at Cliff Central, our new studio. It feels good. And we just had a very interesting conversation with uh, a gentleman, my daughter, who, who... Really has the ability, the intelligence, the, the really the tenacity and energy to do anything. But he he decided to to refocus his energies into uh, really a core strength, a core area that he wanted to be working in. Uh, after a number of years of doing a lot of different things, if you want to hear that conversation, go to cliffcentral.com. You can download the podcast there. We're moving into a different conversation. Probably, uh, Matt, would you say it has a similar tone to it though? Because that's the the impression I get that, yeah, and let's just start right in the beginning. Our head of sport here at Cliff Central, he's your brother. I chatted to him before when we were off air, and he said that you were selling things to your friends at nine years old back in school. Uh, and so you've always been an entrepreneur. Is 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 this true? Yeah, it it uh, takes me back a long, long time uh, now. But uh, yeah. Um, my my father was in corporate. Um, he, he worked very long hours, um, and he was in sports. He was at, he worked for Total Sports. Okay, and he used to have this amazing cupboard with all sorts of samples in. And, all right. Um, I would see the opportunity. I don't know. I don't, I don't know where it came from. I just see the opportunity and ask him if I could uh, take some of the stuff and sell it. And that's when my sort of sales drive started at a young age. Do you know? I'm, I'm just quickly tell you that, that I've got a similar experience. Except, my, so my dad worked for a pharmaceutical company, and he brought home this what essentially was energy drink, which seemed to have expired. I didn't ask him though, and I sold it. At school, and I got the hiding of my life. So, <laughs> anyway, sorry, but at least there's a there's a similar a similar starting point here, and I'm glad you asked the question. Uh, but then you also off air you said bankrupting uh, tuck shops. shops. Yeah. What is that? Well, um, back in the day, the gummy bears were uh, hot fashion back okay. then. Um, so I, I used to make and sell gummy berry juice. I used to make and sell my own sherbet, which yeah, could be very dangerous these days. <laughs> yeah. um, and the fireballs. And then you remember all the, 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 the stickers that we used to swap at school. I sure. became a sticker merchant. Um, all right. And I, yeah, we used to get our pocket money. I used to, I used to, I guess, lend pocket money to my older brother. Um, right. With three boys and a, a girl in the family, and uh, yeah, anything that sales and marketing took off at a long, uh, at a very early age. And I think my father said to me, "Sell if you can sell and you can market something, you'll always have a skill." Mm. And I just enjoy it. I enjoy selling things. I enjoy marketing things. I enjoy new ideas. And um, you know, th- in this day and age, we can sell and market nearly anything as long as you can, you've got your network and you've got your belief in yourself and you've got the ability to do something like that. Um, you need to find a product or uh, an idea that is you're passionate about. And w- as Patrick was saying earlier, you know, you've got to live that passion. You've got to be the passion of the product. Well, you won't get to sell it. Mm. You know, Colonel Sanders had 1,019 no's before mm. he got his first yes. And mm. look what KFC is today. Yeah, you know? I know, exactly. So uh, let's quickly introduce who you actually are. 
please, uh, and we always ask our guests to do this because if you don't brag enough, then we have to brag for you. But brag a little bit. Tell us who you are. Give us a little bit of history. Uh, I, I know that at this point you've got, a, I think, two businesses that you're very active in. Uh, one is Everblock. You're the MD there. The other is Uber Exposure. Is that correct? Yeah, Uber Exposure. It's a brand marketing and experiential agency. Um that encompasses a lot of things. But mm. yeah, I've been an entrepreneur all my life. I've had tears. I've had bankruptcies. Mm. I've been on the, on the bones of my ass a couple of times. Um, and I've taken one job in my life, all which right. was for six months and luckily got asked to leave. Um, because it set me back on my way to staying an entrepreneur. Mm. Um, and yeah, it's been a tough, tough road. I'm 41 now. Um, I almost gave up at the age of 37 and then hit a really big uh, milestone uh, four years ago Mm. where we create or there was an idea already created and we sold it to a very, very big brand here in South Africa, which really sort of kicked off our youth, um, our youth space marketing uh, experiential agency there. So, um, yeah, who am I? Yeah, I'm I'm an entrepreneur who um, thought he knew what he wanted. Um, and coasted through life uh, for a good while until um, a friend of mine's mom did my CV professionally. Okay, interesting. And she said, uh, Matt, you've really got to, you've got so much ambition and so much energy and so much this, that, and the other, but you can't focus. Mm. Um, I was serious ADD, never had Ritalin at school, probably mm. should have. Um, yeah, school for me wasn't the ideal place. Loved sport, um, enjoyed school for the people and whatever, but education and me even focus didn't go well together. Can I quickly just ask, uh, Last Man Stands, you, you play, are you there? I, I found a profile and you are ranked, uh, batting rank 72,000 in the world. Very nice. Very good. And bowling rank 60, 67 or 62,000 in the world. Very good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, that's pretty impressive given how many people play. Well, no, I mean, I love cricket and so it's a good pastime. But, um, <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, anything and everything that that's one of the biggest things Patrick was talking about focus. I've always battled to focus mm. and had so many things in the fire, but I also believe you've got to have quite a few irons in the fire because you never know what's going to happen. Um, and, Anyway, uh, going back to, yeah, so this lady said to me, you know, you'd do so well by following this guy that I know. I said, oh, who's that? And she said, it's Tony Robbins. Mm. And I was like, who's Tony Robbins? And he goes, no, it's this big guy and does this, that. And I was like, yo, whatever. Yeah. I don't need any self-help. I'm fine. I'll be cool. Mm. And um, had a bad breakup, went to Greece um, in, this, in the, the bookshop. She said, you must get this book, Awaken the Giant Within turned around there it was was the only copy on the shelf got it okay. read it did everything it asked me to do in that holiday I had the most amazing holiday of my life in greece and promised myself when i got back if i ever got the opportunity to go to one of his courses i'd do it got back to london on the uh, um on the tube reading the evening standard or whatever it was in those days and there was there he was in london so mm. i paid um and it was two for the price of one so i took someone i took a guy that i hated at work because we okay. were so similar. Oh, right. And we competed for everything. I actually took him along and yeah, uh, we walked on fire 
and really on fire because mm. I burnt myself on my second attempt trying to prove him wrong. All right. Met the guy and, uh, yeah, ever since then took real control of what I wanted in life. And what I wanted in life was to be a successful entrepreneur to work for myself because when I finished school, my father left corporate and went on his own. And I saw the change in the life that he had created for himself and the life he created for us. And you, the opportunity is there for all of us to do that, but we've got to take control. We've got to know what we've got to do. We've got to know the outcomes. We've got to know all the pitfalls. And we've got to know if we're prepared to do it. I think, I think you answered the question I was going to ask. How do you take control? And it really does seem to be reaching out and then working backwards, isn't it? Uh, there has to be this this point at which you – the point you have to get to uh, or want to get to, but then you have to know – yeah, taking control. Taking control is, you know, you've, everyone's got 24 hours in the day, and uh, how you use them uh, is what, how it defines your success or who you are. And you know, through all these learnings, and there's so many great books and authors yeah, see, out there. Yeah, Tim Ferriss is another one I, yeah. I follow. But the simple, simple things in life is we've got to schedule and structure our day. Mm. We've got to know what we want to do, and this is where that focus came in. And even me and ADD. A uh, person um, have been able to structure my days into and uh, schedule them. We've got status reports, and we stick to our status reports. It does become sometimes boring and mundane, but we have to stick to our structure. We've got our morning rituals in the morning that you stick to. You get up. We try and get up, uh, you know, at 5 a.m. every morning, get all that stuff out the way so you've yeah. got a bit of me time in the beginning, um, and then stick to that structure throughout the day so you get to the end of it. At a decent hour, and I've been, been used to working 20-hour days, um, but actually your life-work balance really falls apart and you start to fall apart. Mm. But at the end of the day, you get to the end and, and you measure what you've actually achieved and you can see what you've done. And when you can start seeing those results and those patterns, you start to perfect them, you know. And um, and you've got to do that with each business separately. So with Uber Exposure, it's we, we work on big um, brand marketing campaigns, uh, which come out as a, an amazing experiential experience. But along the way, there's there's so many things that we've got to interact with, the social mm. media, brand marketing, advertising, and all of that. We work with the brands on that to create Uber Exposure. Um, I the name Uber Exposure um, we invented in 1999. Yeah, the, the, um, it's an acronym, right? Well, uh, I got I got the word from Robbie Williams's autobiography. Okay, it, it meant something different to me, and I invented a hands-free bottle opening branding device, which mm. was ultimate bar and entertainment real estate. So mm. way before Uber um, came along, we'd actually brought that word into the business. But as the whole idea of brand marketing took off, and uh, we started to get bigger and bigger clients, um, that's what every brand's looking for: Uber exposure of their brand. So that's what we do there. Within Uber Exposure, we've got the events, hospitality, um, sales, marketing, staffing, and Everblock came along um, through my business partner, Dylan, and he had founded in America. And at every event I use, you name it, bars, couches, this, that, and the other. So every single thing that we've ever now included and in what we do comes into the use mm. of some way, shape, or form within Uber Exposure. And, you know, Everblock, we all played with Lego when we were kids. Yeah. And now as adults, we can play with it again because it's literally a giant Lego block. Mm, so, you know, last week we built a 50 meter long wall for an Accenture job for one of our clients and um, we had so much fun doing it. Mm. Uh, and we're building it. We're doing the CEO sleep up media launch next week and we're doing a beautiful wall for them as well. Uh, 
and then the design Joburg. Everybody wants to start using this new product. And I mean, Cliff Central should have spoken to us. We could have come and done some, uh, you know, I don't know if everyone wants to keep looking at Gareth all the time, but we can actually build a nice wall here between <laughs> like a look hole, you know. Okay, interesting. So, yeah, um, when we're jumping around a bit, and this, this is me as, sure. as, as this, this crazy entrepreneur, but we, we, I have learned to focus on, on those things. And at the moment, we're building a new youth platform to really engage with youth that are sort of grade 11 and 12 and those ones that are leaving school to really sort of educate them on what the opportunities are out there. We never had that at school to such a level. So mm. yeah, Uber Exposure really exposing um, brands to, to consumers and consumers to brands in, in a way that's really functional and that everybody wins. You spoke about uh, some at some point sitting on the bones of your ass and <laughs> being broke. Talk to us about the uh, – uh, we'll split the question into two things. The most challenging experience you've had, but then also the biggest mistake that you've made that has resulted in the most learning. So let's go with the, the biggest challenge first, and then we'll talk about the biggest mistake. And tell, tell us the story. Uh, the, the devil's always made in the detail a, of the story. I've made Stories. loads of mistakes, which is the, which is a good thing. Mm. You know, I've learned from my mistakes. Um I'd like to have learned a lot more from my mistakes, I think. Sure. Um, but uh, I presented something to Richard Branson many, many years ago. Okay. Um, and his answer to me was, don't quit your day job. Oh, wow. Um, and I was like, that's a bit arrogant or silly, but I didn't look into it. And what he was trying to say in the shortest space of time, because he didn't have a lot of time for me, is mm. like, you need to work on your concept um, and just keeping with your day job and, uh, you know, you're – Next time you do it, something will come off. Mm. And it's a big mistake that we make. And I did that. I quit my day job and went into a business and um, spent everything I had on it and ended up with nothing at the end. Mm. While I try to focus, I try to use that for, for the first time, try to do the lesson, focus, and it'll come. And w so many entrepreneurs want to give up everything or so many people want to stop and just pull out their day job and mm. uh, and go and follow this entrepreneurial idea. But they don't think it through properly. What, what did you do the so? What did you do the, the second time? So you you lost everything. I'm assuming then you. How did you recover from that? And then what oh, did you I do the next back, time? I went back and and a good friend of mine, Robert McConaughey, said to me, "You've got to you've got to make sure your bread and butter's coming in." Mm. And so my bread and butter was always the events industry, hospitality, events, uh, music concerts. And uh, got back into that freelance. Um, so that would be my day job, um, freelancing in and around England and America. And uh, then I'd come home to my little house and my little entrepreneurial office, which was mm. like literally one and a half meters by one and a half meters. I'd sit in there until sure. two, three o'clock every morning. And just keep keep at it. Um, the yeah, it was that it was the bar tool that I created. I put everything I had into it. I've got a global patent. And mm. I believed it was the next big thing. Mm. Um, and the day that we had, um, the day I went to SAB Miller Europe, went to go and sign the deal. Um, they had a global freeze on bottle openers because uh. they moved from non twist stop to twist stop. Mm. And yeah, so that was a very big day in my life where I came out of that meeting. Going to the meeting, I was, my life's going to change forever. Yeah. Coming out of that meeting, my life had broken in half. Can you um, me, and you've got to pick yourself up. And, you know, we did that through those times. And um, again, like I said, you know, four years ago when the nest egg was about a crack and I invested everything in another idea, we, mm. we sold it and it, it, it took off again. Um, and just, again, focusing on one thing, 
Yeah. You don't want to keep all your eggs in one basket, um, and it's you shouldn't, but sometimes you should. And in doing that, um, we, we, we did sell the idea, and it's now given us opportunities for so many different things. Mm. But, you know, for an entrepreneur, you've got to believe in yourself, you've got to believe in your product. But the biggest thing is don't give up. Mm. But know when to give up. Mm. You couldn't know. And, and my first thing, I didn't know when to give up. I couldn't see any signs, and I just got frustrated with people because I didn't understand my passion for it. Yeah. And I didn't read it the signs properly then. And I've learned to read the signs. What, what are indicators for you? I, of course, it would always depend. But what are uh, really telltale well, signs for you? Well, when when it doesn't go, when you're pushing. When you're pushing for too many, you know, for, for meetings and you're pushing the client and you can see the, the client's not committing, mm. you know, the, the, the economy, um, at the moment, you know, sponsorships, it's a big, if you can get a sponsorship at the, this time in, um, in place, that's great. Mm. But selling big, um, sponsorship, uh, platforms and ideas is very hard in this, in this current climate. Mm. Um, and, be able to take constructive criticism. When you can't, that's your biggest sign. When mm. you're like, going against what everyone's saying, um, then, then, then you know. But, yeah, you know, there's enough time. And if you stick to something long enough and you're resourceful and you, and, and you, you take the hard knocks, you, you will get there. It's just that you've got to know which ones are going to be your ships that sail on and which ones you need to actually just park into the, mm. into the docks. I'm interested in, there are going to be very. We have got a varied audience. Some who are right in the beginning of their journey. Some who are older, who are more established, but want to embark on this entrepreneurial, uh, down this entrepreneurial path. Uh, but they've got a spouse. They've got kids. You married? Kids? Uh, two fluffy spaniels, and I'm engaged. Okay. To a a vet who's going to become an ophthalmologist. Okay. Um, and how has this individual in your life? Uh, responded to some of the risk taking and how have you been able to uh, bridge some of that the, that uncertainty that a lot of people have but you don't seem to always have because you've got this experience it's it, it this one this one's called Ramona um she actually is, has been a catalyst and and met me at the right time luckily so she hasn't had to have the full effect and the stress but a couple of other females can uh, um, <laughs> can, can attest to something different, you know. Uh, it's yeah, I've I've had a relationships break up mm. uh, because uh, it's been such a risk. Even though I've always supported myself and and others and lived a, a good standard of living due to some way, shape, or form, some mm. deal or some sales or marketing mm. uh, trade exchange, um, it's it's very tough. And that's why I said, and I go back to Richard Branson's thing: don't quit your day job. You've got to bring in the bacon to cover the bills. Then you can be adventurous. Mm. But you know, just go. Yeah, you know, if you've seen those things on Facebook, there's that. It's like a picture, and there's a person throws the, the work up in there, goes. Yeah, whatever. Mm. Friday, uh, this Friday he goes. Oh shit! This only Thursday. Oh yeah. Um, there's too many people trying that approach, and it doesn't work. You've got to get your base right. You've got to, um, you know, bring in the bacon, pay the bills, and then stop being adventurous. And you stop being adventurous after five o'clock. That's how you've got to start. Mm. You've got to bring in that day job. And I know a lot of people out there hate their job. But you've got to respect that a job's a job in this economy. 
Um, and if you want to become this entrepreneur, you've got to do your stuff after hours and you've got to build something that's successful while you're actually doing what you need to do. You know, I've always wanted a product. We had a popcorn brand back in the UK that went really well until one of the dragons on Dragon's Den um, didn't follow through on his deal. Oh, wow. Long story. We won't mm. get into it today. But a product is, is so, it's so great because you sell it while you're sleeping. Mm. So I've always wanted to do that. That takes a hell of a long time. Um, but slowly but surely, you know, over time, you can get those things going. But don't just, yeah, my one piece of advice is just don't quit your day job mm. um, until you can actually take, take over from that. So how do you go about selecting the areas that you want to be involved in? So my daughter in the, in the previous conversation said it was always something that was quite close to the business that he was in. You've spoken about that relationship between Uber Exposure and Everblock. Uh, how have you always decided, okay, I'm now going to do popcorn or I'm now going to do this or I'm now going to do that? What are the, what are the criteria that you look for? Well, uh, I've... Again, I met Richard Branson at a very young age, so that I've had that foot with me for a long time. Mm. Uh, don't quit your day job. I was in. I come from a hospitality catering background. Okay. So that's how events came into it, and then from events we started doing music concerts, and mm. all, so everything moved around sort of entertainment. As we were talking earlier, mm. but hospitality um, and. The event space and through that we then got into music then through music we got into the youth space and now we're sort of music youth specialists um, and we really want to focus in and around that youth space but everything so it's got to connect one, sh- one way shape or form it can't be completely drastic I mm. mean the popcorn was connected because I was then working in a catering business in London mm. and I was selling my own product at our own events and our own events were the likes of Queen's Club, um, Wimbledon, yeah. um, Glastonbury, those there sorts of events. So you've always got to see where you, it, your, your barrier to entry is the least and get in. And if you can add on a product. So that's why when I, I come across other products like Everblock, Everblock was a great opportunity. Um, we were going to be the only seller of the seller and renter of Everblocks in South Africa. Great opportunity. Um, the barrier to entry was money, but we had the money, luckily, my partner and I, and we could afford to take that risk. And that was something, but again, it's connected back and I, and I use it, um, at all of our events. So it's something that's growing and the demand for it is so massive at the moment globally that we actually can't keep our production globally. Yeah, so nice. we're looking to produce it locally. Mm. Um, but we've still, we, you know, we've had to stop selling. So we've got a rental market. So you just got to really move with the time. And as an obstacle comes through, you've got to break through it. Um, don't shy away from it. Otherwise, it's th- that business idea is going to be very, very stagnant. Mm. Uh, uh, You've mentioned a couple of great opportunities that you've had. Uh, a, a pitch to a Richard Branson. You've spoken about now a, a Dragon's Den uh, incident, uh, which you haven't detailed, but we'll, we'll get you back to detail. Uh, yeah, it. I, don't, I don't think we'll touch that. It's a long story. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but how do you how do you get these opportunities? How do you ask? Is there a formula to asking? There is so much information out there. To, I, I, I'd love to be eighteen. I, I wouldn't want to be 18 again because it's such a tough time from 18 to 38, trust mm. me. Um, but to go back and be 18 again with the knowledge I know now, obviously, would be amazing. But there's no excuse now for anyone out there to not be successful. There's an amount of um, content and reading and things like that. Um, opportunities, there's you know, back in the day, there was like one entrepreneurial seminar a year. Now mm. there's probably 50, 60 you can go to. Um, and there's so much help out there. People, there's mentors out there. There's places you can go. Um, 
the opportunities if anyone says that there's no opportunities then they're just lazy you know mm. and there's no excuse lazy now does not uh, doesn't hold any weight anywhere it's interesting that you 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 said you've got a bit of a, an attention thing an ADD but you're able to read you're able to get through these things uh, i just also made me think of the ceo of Alan Gray Orbis Foundation um i was sitting with him and he said you're not an entrepreneur and you're not serious about business if you haven't read Steve Jobs' autobiography do you have any books that you could say the same to some to, to someone who's listening now. They're not serious about business if they haven't read this book. Yeah, what that's, is that book? That's quite a harsh statement um, because there's so many books. Sure, and, sure. You know, it, it's a where do I find it? Do I buy it? This, that, and the other. The the one book I would say to everybody to read is Awaken the Giant Within by Tony Robbins because it covers everything and it take, makes you take responsibility for the person you want to be and who you should be mm. and it shows it shows all the steps to success. You just got to follow. It. It's so simple. Um, and if you do follow it, and that's, you know, like, like I said, my ADD is not like a dis- disability. Mm. Um, it's the focus and the energy it, it combines, but, mm. um, success is a formula. It's out there for anyone to grab. And why I love to read it and, and, and follow these icons and stuff is because they've already done it. And it, it, it's, it's really a copy and paste. And you've got to have that ability, the strength and the vision and the belief. And um, you can make anything happen because it's all out there. Mm. Final question. Those, it's the final question we always ask everyone. Go back to the 20-year-old you and just tell him one thing. Now, uh, this conversation has been filled with wisdom. Tell him something a little bit different. What would you say to the 20-year-old you? I've always thought about answering that before I had a situation on air like this to answer it. Okay. Um, uh, 20-year-old me, um, I was an entrepreneur then. Um, there's two ways. you know, For people who want to be the best at something in some industry, go and give of your time free. You know that these days you can't get a job. So why don't you just try and go to the place you want to be mm. and say, right, I'm going to give you my time for free. Mm. Um, and you start at the bottom. And you've, I wish I could have focused on one thing, I guess. Um, but you go into the business you want to be at and you give all you can. Um, don't expect anything. Um, the, one of our mottos from one of our platforms is give, get given, you know, mm. given you'll receive. And you, and you know, bosses out there want to see people with initiative and they want to see people that are willing to give before they get given. You know, mm. this country is bad for that. We, mm. Everyone's got expectations and no one wants to give first. Mm. And, so to answer your question, to tell my 20-year-old something that um, knowing that I was never going to focus on one job is, um, yeah, I think pick up that book earlier, mm. <laughs> read it earlier because I think I only picked up about 27, um, read it and, and and stick to it and really believe in yourself, um, eliminate fear and worry and with believing in yourself – and not fear and worrying about what's going to come because your mind is an addictive thinking. Your mm. mind can destroy you. And mind, yep. Our minds do destroy us all the time. Mm. Um, yeah, just strengthen yourself um, through literature, through having a mentor, um, and the rewards will come. Just stick at it and never give up. Matt, thank you. Thank you so very much for sharing your wisdom and sharing your journey and being here on the show. That's Matt Kopinski, the MD of Everblock and founder, CEO of Uber Exposure. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for your wisdom. 
All right. We will see you same time, same place next week. Go to cliffcentral.com to download the podcasts. We'll see you then. Future CEOs on cliffcentral.com. He draws a pregnant belly. She says. 1984. Oh, um, Orwell. George Orwell. Pictionary. Now your partner. She draws an oval. He says, oh, oh, rugby, uh, Springboks, R- rugby World Cup, 1995, Franz Rapino, uh, Nelson, yes, yes, Nelson Mandela. Pictionary, know your partner. Cliffcentral.com.